Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning space. I am so happy today to be joined by Benson Webb Jr. of Golden Web Capital. Benson is a CDA graduate and is in the active PlannerDAO community, um, helping the brand and media working group. And um, you might have seen him before. He's already kind of famous with uh, making a video for um, talking about the CDAA. And um, when I watched it, I just was so uh, inspired by his story, his journey, that I thought he needed to be on here to help um, people understand the, the process, the journey of kind of adding digital assets to their practice and the, the who, what, and why. So Benson, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, no, I truly appreciate the invite, Justin. I've always wanted to be on a podcast like this and, you know, you're making dreams come true over here. So that's, I'm looking that's forward the, to the conversation. That's what crypto does. It just, it unlocks, you know, everyone's dreams. And then, you know, you get to hear me sound like death. So I apologize, but we're going to get through it. Um, so Benson, tell me why, why did you want to become a financial planner in the first place? What, what brought you and drew you to this space? Well, Justin, I believe we all are born with a purpose. And when you find that purpose, you truly feel it. So growing up, I'm from some Alabama, a small town, and I always wanted to help people, but I never really knew how I wanted to do it. Thought about being a firefighter, but I realized that fires fight back. And I might let the professionals handle that. Thought about being or something it was like side of blood would just make me pass out and now have to be emt someone have to come take care of me so you know like i just don't see that happening but as time went on i just always still had the drive to help people so went to alabama state university in uh, 2013 and majored in finance and it was one class that really stuck out to me which was investments and when mm -hmm. i learned that money can make money for you and that's what it does i was like hey i don't need to learn anymore let me graduate. I just give me my piece of paper. I'm good. This is all <laughs> but honestly, and truly, that's when it clicked for me because yeah. that's how I can bring value to people's lives because it doesn't matter who you are, rich or poor, black or white, you know, every other color in the rainbow. Everyone deals with finances at some point in their life. And if I can find a way to help people understand their goals around finances and really just demystify everything around finance, because we're not a lot of things we're taught in school doesn't really apply to everyday life. To be honest with you, if Pythagorean theorem actually provides some value in my life, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> but I've yet to figure out a way uh, to utilize that in my everyday life. But finding those areas that people are struggling with, because it can be scary, it can be tough to really take a look at your finances especially if you're not in the financial space i know yeah. we look at it all day every day but some people just truly don't care not to say that yeah. they're bad people because they don't care necessarily about to track their finances every five minutes but again it's something that we all have to deal with we all have help need help with i don't care the richest people in the world have advisors they, everybody has professional working with them when they are at that higher level and just become an asset for somebody at any capacity is one reason I decided to be a financial planner. No, I love that. Um, there, there's so many good, good nuggets there. I, I love um, that, you know, the, the thing clicked for you of how you can add value and help people. Um, and that's one of the special things about what we do, right? It's, it's that money is, is such a just essential element to everything we do. It, 
it connects us. It's relational. It, it and you know it, it allows us to to achieve things and do things. So I mean, you you pick something. I mean, granted, I'm with you with the firefighting back thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I I'm probably not cut out to be a, a, a fireman. Um, but you know the cool thing about money is that it it is truly a tool that can do amazing, awesome things. And so um, I love your your, your commitment, your passion to that. Um, and you, you touched on something too about financial education because. You know, my I'm very lucky. My father-in-law, who is like one of the awesome, you know, greatest guys I know in my life, he was an early childhood education professor. And, you know, we used to talk all the time about how, you know, we just simply don't introduce financial ideas the way we do other ideas. And he he had like a specialization in like reading comprehension and like did all these studies on like how do you teach someone to read? And the thing that he said to me one time that was so cool was like, you know, you're encouraged to read to your infant child. Okay. Mm. Imagine reading to this tiny little baby that has no idea what's going on. Mm. They have no idea like what these words are, much less what a book is, but yet you're encouraged to do it because you start to build into their life, this like total awesome set of things, right? Like you're teaching them. It's important. You're teaching them. It's value. You're, you're starting to, to weave these words and things together for them way before they can actually do it. And I look at our financial education system we have today and it's like, we wait till you're like at the, you know, starting point of a marathon and be like, okay, you need to like know all this stuff to like be able to go and run your life and go do all these things. And it's just, we, we need to start way, way sooner, but we can't solve that problem today. Um, I know that, you know, it's it's people like you that are going to help bridge those gaps and, you know, help people from where they are, get to where they want to go. Um, so my next question is, you 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 kept this bug, you want to do financial planning. Um, what, what was it about cryptocurrency that was so alluring or inviting to want to add that to your practice? Because just doing traditional planning with, you know, the, the idea of, of, of educating people is like cool enough, but then you had to add like, you know, it's even more awesome piece to it with cryptocurrency. So what was it about crypto that stood out to you that you wanted it to be a part of what you were doing in your financial planning practice? So to be completely transparent, Justin, I, at first I was the anti-crypto guy. I was like, I don't see purpose. <laughs> I was the, I was going along with everybody. So yeah, it's a fad. It's not staying. Cause honestly, I, I'm used to the traditional idea of investments where you look at yeah. a company, 10K, 10Q, look at their financials, their balance sheet, their income statements, and just basing that information off of what you think this investment may be. So, you know, with crypto not necessarily having that in that aspect, it was like, hey, I don't, this isn't something I really want to get into like that. But honestly, just listening and just understanding that I have to differentiate myself some way. And if I can future-proof my business now, I'll mm. be better down in the road when the future does arrive. Because at the end of the day, it, it was something that really stuck out to me when I thought about it was, this is just the, we're in the age of the advanced evolution when it comes to money. Because if you take a $100 bill back to like 1600s, they'll look at you crazy. Well, number one, they'll wonder how you got back here and they'll think you're a witch. <laughs> they'll try to figure out, like you try to give them a $100 bill, say, hey, this is worth, X, Y, and Z, like, you know, the equivalent of $100 yeah. then would be, you know, you will be a very rich person, but they'll look at you like, what am I supposed to do with this? I Where's the gold? Like, where's my gold coins? Yeah. Where's the silver coins? Where's, this has no value to me. And to me, I feel like this is the same thing with digital assets because 
eventually we're going to get to the point now because no one really just carries cash around like that. If you unless you're like a cash business, yeah. usually your money's already digital. You see it on yeah. the, on your screen, it tells you a number, and that's what you that's the number you go with. So you've already are at that point of digital assets is just not in the form that you are accustomed to. So just being able to understand that is like, okay, it's not going anywhere. This is the future, regardless of how people feel about it now. The reason, and again, future proofing, because the reason I feel like digital assets aren't taking hold as they can is because the there's no real infrastructure around it. I feel like mm-hmm. people and the people that who are the policymakers that have control over this infrastructure are a tad bit older. I feel like they're older than both of us and they're just not used to it. The idea of just crypto money and like buying, using actual money to buy virtual money doesn't make sense. But I know for a yeah. fact in my generation, we're used to playing 2K, NBA 2K, Madden and getting all the skins and getting new things. We're used to the idea of spending money for something virtually that I can't, I can't wear those jerseys in real life. I can't become the best basketball player in the world because of the money I spent online, but I can in that virtual world. And everyone yeah. in my generation is just, just accustomed to that. That's what we're used to. So I feel like once we get to the point of being those policymakers and we can build the infrastructure that's necessary to make that happen. I feel like I might be going on a tangent with this, but uh, no, that's kind no, of I, I'm, Oh, sorry. Absolutely. No, no, that's great because I think, you know, that's that's a helpful perspective. First off, thank you for including me in your generation. <laughs> that's very, very kind. Um, if y'all can see the video of how much gray hair I have versus what Benson has, um, you know, there, there, there are no grays in there, my friend. I have, that, that I have, a tri- I have one, like I think, right here. Uh, no, 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 no. It's coming. <laughs> thank you for including me. I, I'm very grateful for that. Checks in the mail. Um, but no, I think that's 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 that is a very helpful perspective that, you know, I think there's a lot of financial people that are trying to figure out what do I do with this, right? Like it's okay. You know, it, there, there are certain people who call it rat poison and a fad and it's a bubble mm-hmm. and it's all these things. And at the same time, like you're describing, there is an entirely digital native generation that is set to inherit money, set to start becoming the, the policy makers and the decision makers and businesses and, 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 and in, you know, politics and, in, you know, culture, so it's just, what, what do you do with that? And so I really appreciate that perspective that you just simply had to look around you and say, my my generation, my people, my cohorts, you know, people that are in my position are doing these things. And this just is a natural extension of that, um, you know, that digital life that is very natural. You don't, you don't struggle with it the way, you know, let's say a Warren Buffett would. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Warren Buffett has played, you know, NBA 2K um, to do any of those things. Maybe he has, and I'm not giving him enough credit. Maybe, but, maybe um, he's a top player. We just don't know it. <laughs> that that would that would make a lot of sense for him. He's usually really good at the things he does. But, um, right. you know, so you 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 took a you took a survey um, of sort of, again, your your own experience and decided that this needed to be um, a part of what you were um, including in your your financial um, practice and inside your business, and it's it was a way for you to, you know, differentiate yourself and connect. Because let's be honest, I think I read um, it was a bitwise study that is like only eighteen percent of financial advisors are like actually doing something with digital assets. Like eighteen percent. We know there's seventy million people with a Coinbase account, mm-hmm. and only 18% of advisors are dealing with people or doing something with digital assets. So like there is a massive 
gap there. So you you see it and you're you're looking to you know position yourself to take advantage of it. What what are the things that you had to do from a like business and a, maybe a, a almost like a practice management perspective that you had to to put into place so that you you were able to include digital assets. You know, sometimes it's it's not easy, it's not intuitive, there's not a lot of resources mm-hmm. out there. Um, help someone understand maybe some of the, the 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 issues that you had to kind of deal with, or maybe the things you had to 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 do to be able to to actually speak about digital assets into your practice. Uh, so it's actually interestingly how simple it is once you go down the road. Once you figure out how to do it the right way, it's a lot simpler. So I'm working with a X Y Plan Network to go through starting up my firm and working with registration with Finra and everything and. With from at this point now, the only thing we had to do was add into my ADV saying, "Hey, we'll be custodying digital assets and that." Uh, and it kind of goes to the management having you know an idea of what my management structure was going to be, what the fee structure was going to be, and just being able to uh, work with that because again, it is very it's still new. It's very new. It's very yeah fresh, and you know a lot of there's not a lot of regulation around it just yet. In terms of like how it is with stocks, investments, options, trading, things of that nature, where you have to detail out how are you going to do things, where's your investment strategies or where your investment philosophies, like how are you going to plan on doing this? So a lot of times it's just the, I guess, on go, onboarding with different uh, custodians like OnRamp, uh, OnRamp being the one that I'm utilizing the most mm-hmm. because I feel like the most intuitive at this point. I'm sure there's a yep. bunch of a bunch of other ones out there, but I would say OnRamp is the one I've been working with the most, and just being able to just have it already set up because a lot of times people, again, clients and people that I work with don't fully understand, and they're, they're still hesitant about it. And I'm very big on understanding that I'm a fiduciary for them first. If this doesn't, yeah. if my client doesn't feel like this is in their best interest, I can't force their hand to say, "Hey, this is what you're going to do," and just having the clientele to make it worth going down that road with onboarding is where the struggle is because I've yet to kind of have that just grand flood of gates of people coming in saying, Hey, I want you as my digital man asset manager. And it's like, okay, now I have a use case for having this extra technology paying for extra subscription and things of that nature for it. But that's what be one of the biggest hurdles is just kind of making, make it make sense because at the end of the day we're financial people. And if I can't make it make financial sense for me now, I can't justify it down the future, you know? So mm-hmm. just making sure yeah. I'm making the right decisions. And, you know, well, I'm still new. This is a new firm. I still haven't even finished my registration yet. So I'm still going through the reg- rigmarole with that. So, you know, I can't necessarily say this is going to be a, a, a kill, it's not a kill switch situation where it's like, okay, if I can't get the people to come in and say, hey, I want you as my digital asset manager, I don't need to do this. I think once yeah. this situation of once you build it, people will come. Because this is again, this is the wild, wild west of the financial world now, and you then you people and you will want people, and for good reason, to be very cautious on how they navigate this new world because it can get to the point where you get the rug pulls or get scammed out of things. Yeah. A lot of people on Instagram, you'll see talking about whole. I there's huge just the commenters there just spamming everything. Hey, I worked with X, Y, and Z, and they made me ten thousand dollars, and you know those those pitfalls that I try to avoid because I don't want to end up like that. And end yeah. up having that reputation on me saying, hey, he's one of those Bitcoin scammers or things of that nature. So just the, the perception of going through it and making sure people understand what is going on. Why am I doing this? And, you know, kind of 
holding people's hands through the process of onboarding, working with me, working with digital assets, and just having that confidence. Because a lot of times, just people don't have the confidence they have because again, they don't understand it. They just That's think right. it's yeah. bad because they don't have the, they don't understand the technologies behind a lot of these coins. They don't see that the blockchain is this whole big new thing that's coming that a lot of people have already been using, a lot of companies are already using, but they are not mainstream for retail investors. A lot of times mm-hmm. they see the coin, they see the volatility of the coin. They say, oh yeah, you can make you a hundred million dollars if you invest in this coin or something. It's like, and you don't want to be the guy to be like, that's not going to happen. You know, you don't want to be the pessimist yeah. in this optimistic world. Cause I feel like the digital asset space is a lot of optimists. Everybody is very optimistic <laughs> about the future. Because they just sure. see, the, see the potential, but they a lot of times they may not understand fully of how, you know, uh, market caps work and <laughs> understand that, you know, yeah. it could it could double your money. But you have to understand the market cap kind of determines how that could happen. You know, you can't yeah. look at one hundred thousand dollars in market cap and expect you to make a million dollars if it goes to a million, a hundred million and two. It kind of has to double itself, at least for you to double your money. And, you know, sure. helping people understand that piece of it is where I see a lot more people breaking down those walls and barriers once they kind of under when you can relate it back and utilize the terminology that people are accustomed to. Then it kind of makes it easier, especially for the savvy investors, because they kind of they understand the market cap. They understand the volatility of the markets and just being able to demystify what cryptocurrency and other digital assets are. It's something I feel like just had to be a priority because that's where mm-hmm. that's where you get the clientele. Because once you have to understand that the light switch, the light switch just goes off, and they'll come to you for the electricity to keep that light switch going. I like that. I like that, and and I really appreciate you sharing the 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 care that you take to balance your fiduciary responsibility and the fact that you you know you you understand the the realities of trying to to have investments and money be, you know, tied to goals and and have use cases and purpose and also the optimism that just is everywhere in the space. I mean, everyone thinks they're disrupting every industry sector and some of them, some of them are going to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them aren't. And that's, that's a harsh balance to sometimes have as, you know, someone who is sitting in the position of saying, I'm here to help you do what's in the best interest of you and your plan. And, Maybe that crazy disruptive basketball NFT is not in your best interest. Maybe it is. And and so, you know, the the care and the balance that is required to to sort of take both of those things, you know, together and to put it into the context of a financial plan and financial goals. Like, and I think that's that's what I'm hearing. And I I, I think that that's sort of the challenge we're all kind of dealing with. So that that that's a good kind of segue into the are you when you're when you're thinking about that balance are you committed to just uh, a few sort of like you know the 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 big bellwethers of you know bitcoin ethereum kind of only in the space or are you comfortable with them branching out into to other coins is just kind of a case by case depending upon like is it depending upon risk tolerance or your time horizon like what are some of those things that um that you think about as again you balance those those ideas of fiduciary responsibility a, a lot of opportunity in the space. That's definitely a great question. So I would say managing that risk and risk tolerance is 
it plays a huge factor into it because if you can handle those huge swings and doesn't make you stay up at night, then maybe possibly it's something that you can look yourself in, find yourself into. And, you know, I don't want to just throw anybody or have anybody just throw all their assets or everything in their in their bank account into yeah. this space because, again, it's about risk management. And I understand. And it's, we yep. all can see it. We can see that it can go up and it can go down. So, if you know, depending on when you get into the market, you could be in a very good position or a very bad position. So understanding to keep yourself yeah. from having it to where you have to, because a lot of times I see, and this is my head canon, I haven't done the necessary research to make this a theory yet, but uh, I noticed that when the uh, CARES Act went into play and then they paid out the stipends and the uh, $2,000 or depending on who you, what your tax status was and what you got, but those uh, those uh, COVID for some reason I just lost yeah. me, but uh, no, the COVID no, no, I... that we've gotten and people, I believe a lot of people put that into the market and put that into the crypto space and that's why it was such a boom, but as inflation started to kick off and now the money's starting to tighten people are seeing that they're pulling their money out because they need it because it, they had more money coming yeah. in. They had more money that they didn't necessarily have to need because a lot of people still kept their job. A lot of people did lose their job. And then some people in unemployment in itself was something that paid people, a lot of people some money. So losing yeah. unemployment. And then the fact that you're giving out these checks, a lot of people put them and I'd say everybody, because I know people definitely needed it for the reason that it was paid out to them. But a lot of people put who were in better positions threw it into the market. And now we're seeing that retrace that's going on and people that aren't fully savvy on how this market works, they're pulling their money out as quickly as possible because they think it's just going to crash. Yeah. With them pulling their money out is causing it more to lower and lower and lower as time goes on. And now people are in this point now, oh yeah, this was a scam. And it went from 60,000, Bitcoin, for example, went from 60,000 down to like 20,000. I think it was at 21 last time I checked it. And, you know, if you got in at 60,000, you may not be doing yeah. too well. But again, that's yeah. where the management comes into play because a lot of things, I know when I did my uh, certification for digital assets and blockchain digital assets for the uh, DACFP, I learned that you really don't even need to put that much money into it to reap a big chunk of the benefits because I know when that runs from right. like the 2019 to 2021, if you put at least like 1% of your portfolio into digital assets, Bitcoin, for example, or Bitcoin specifically, you would have came out with a 130% return. My numbers still could be off. Yeah. I have to go back and check my numbers. But again, it's just yeah. how crazy that 1% because now your risk to reward factor is 130% to 130 to one because now if it drops, you lose and it just tanks completely and say somehow, some way, all the digital assets in the world just crash and it never happened again. You only lost 1%. So instead yeah. of making 10% gain for the year, now you're looking at nine. Yeah. Make, so I you yeah, know, no, it's and, very minimal when it comes down to the loss of it. So, you know, what it not to say it's one of those things like what you have to lose, because, again, you have to be comfortable with the decision. You have to feel like, OK, this is something as a client I want to happen. I want this as part of my portfolio. But again, you only need about one or two percent of your portfolio to take yeah. advantage of those huge jump offs and huge gains that come with the uh, crypto space. Yeah, no, and I I think it's really helpful because the. I think sometimes the tendency is, you know, we, we get really excited about stuff and before you know it, it's, it's lost its place inside of a plan. You know, it's lost its, um, you know, it's, it's anchor in that, 
you you don't need a lot of this to to change your you know sort of the 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 amount of goals and things you can fund with you know the resources you have it's it's really that powerful it's still that early that the upside potential is is you know that significant and at the same time what's so fascinating is um you know and this will be something i think our industry has to just start understanding is you know crypto is so volatile that it almost has this like numbing effect to risk tolerance. I, I know I have, I have a brother who's like 10 years younger than me. And I mean, they are very comfortable watching things go up 90% and down 90% and they don't blink. Mm. And traditional, traditional finance would tell you like, that's not possible. Right. I mean, yeah. the, the second it's down, you know, 30%, you know, the, the, the perception of that loss is so great that, you know, they want out and they don't want to do this again. Well, Maybe maybe crypto's different. Maybe it's just still too early to to know. Maybe that that exponential upside is is so great that we're willing to stomach you know ninety percent losses. But that there's something unique about this space that I think you know advisors are going to have to 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 sort of get their hands dirty and understand mm-hmm. because maybe this is just like every other asset class we've ever seen. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something different. And that the fact that it is so accessible and it's so volatile all the time you know crypto works holidays crypto works evenings crypto works you know weekends like it never stops maybe that has a different effect than traditional assets and again we'll 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 figure it out as we go but it's 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 humbling to think that it's it's so new and different that it may not fit into a box that we have right it it may be Mm -hmm. something that we have to create a new category for as we learn more and more about the space um, so last, last question, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of send you out on this, you know, if, if there were other advisors out there and they're listening and they're, they're just sort of on the fence of trying to understand, you know, what digital assets can do for their business, because at the, like, I, I love how you said earlier, I mean, we're, we have to be business people too. And if there's not a way for us to, you know, build the solution that makes sense for your practice, then it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a hard hard sell. So what, what would you tell, what kind of encouragement would you give those advisors who are maybe on the fence, maybe trying to figure out, you know, or is it, is this really real? Is this really something that's going to be worth my time? Because like we said earlier, it's not, it's not like there's a lot of options. It's not like there's, you know, a clear, easy path to just turnkey getting started. Um, what kind of encouragement would you give those, those people who are thinking about this? Oh, just say do your own research because I feel like experience is the best way of learning. And, you know, it, it gives you the opportunity to be in the same position as your clients are and just kind of understanding the psychology that they may be going through when they're looking at the the idea of digital assets that, like you said, go up 90% to go down 90%. And it's so volatile. And to be honest with you, the, I think that's why the risk to reward the way it is, because at any point in time, Elon Musk could get on Twitter and say, <laughs> <laughs> Cryptocurrency is the worst thing in the world, and then it goes crashing down like it, like the same yeah. situation with Dogecoin, how it drew, grew up. I think it went to like seven cents or close to like seven cents. And then yeah. after you said what you said in the uh, Saturday Night Live, it dropped and it necessarily haven't stopped dropping since. So you have to understand that you want to make sure you have the most education understanding around the topic before you say, hey, I want to just tell my clients about it. Because again, you want to be in that same position to say, okay, I understand what you're feeling. I understand how your mindset is, what you're looking at. And then, you know, being able to devise, a, I would say more 
And you know, a lot of people do like the idea of just education and that be it, but you still want to, I feel like experience is mm -hmm. the best. It's like, you can't yeah. really, really tell me how I should be feeling if you never felt this, you know, I've, and I've pride myself on being the one that goes head first to anything saying, okay, this is something that's going to be new. If this is something I know is going to be in the future and it's going to stay here, I at least have to be a part of it just so I won't be yeah. on the wrong side of history when it comes down to it. Cause like you said, it's still, it's still volatile. It's still new. We never know what the outcome might be. SEC may come out and say, these assets are completely legal. Like they did in yeah. China. Yeah. A lot of the Bitcoin, they banned that. And then there's nothing stopping us. Like, okay, we stop it. We're banning it. And, you know, a lot of things with Coinbase going on and having those issues with that is there's a lot of these, again, there's no real infrastructure around and there's nothing really keeping it from being the worst thing in the world or the best thing in the world. But it all lies with you being the advisor, being the person someone comes to trusting your advice, trusting what you say, and you having an understanding of, okay, I may not be an expert. And I tell everybody this. I'm not going to go in and build. I don't know how to build like a coin myself. I don't know how to build a DAO by myself. It's not something I'm just, I'm not the gung-ho crypto guy. I'm just, it's just not who I am. But if there's people out there that want to add into their allocations, add into their portfolio, why not in you want to make sure they're with somebody that's trustworthy because this is a space that yep. a lot of people are getting taken advantage of. So the best person you should be able to trust is yourself. So if you can at least be the goalkeeper and say, okay, hey, I don't know if it's something you want to do. I I, I said there, I looked at the protocols. I've read their, uh, I've seen the community. This might not be the best option for you. you know, just being able to be very candid and very real with people when it comes to, understanding what they're getting themselves into you don't want a cookie cutter answer of oh well i looked at their protocol i saw the coin blow up 30 percent last year and maybe this be the best thing to do for you know i need you to understand like okay what does the protocol look like what does the dow look like what are their goals what's the long-term goal what does the roadmap look like what are those things that you have to be able to say or go take a look at just no different from looking at a company's financials looking at the financials of safety yep. look balance sheet, understanding right. what the EBITDA is, EBITDA is, understanding all these things that can help you advise your client in the best way, in their best interest, I would say, again, experience is your best friend. You don't have to, maybe you don't want to, and I would advocate, you know, CDAA is probably one of the best things to take, I know, and they'll help you understand it, to be honest with you. That's how I learned it. I did the uh, DACFP and the CDAA, I have both of those. And I would say the combination was pretty good. And I would say, so if you want, and this is my personal advice, you know, just uh, mm -hmm. take it as a grain of salt. But I would say first do the DACFP, look into that digital assets, you know, certified financial planner, and then take a look at the CDAA or the certified digital asset advisor. Just so you can say, okay, this is what it is. This is what I understand. I kind of feel like it builds up. Just like similar to mm -hmm. the uh, Series 65 and to the CFP, it kind of helps build that understanding and logic behind it. Just so when you go out and go for these tests, sit down, you're not in the same position you yeah. were when you first started, where it's just clueless. And, and you do a good job of teaching, but you know, I just feel like to put people in the best position as, as <laughs> possible, it kind of gives them opportunity to learn and be like, okay, I'm not, again, throwing everything into this, hoping it works out. I would say take a look at it. And again, you might not be something you feel comfortable working with your clients with. It might not be something that looks that you're looking to add to your planning. But again, if it's something that you again, this is the future. And if you feel like this is something you necessarily need to know, go forward and, you know, manage your risk. Well, I love it. Um, 
you, know, you said something it's just it's it's one of the most unique properties of crypto that is it's so accessible and because it's so easily touched by you know your clients like that's that's the reason why you need to also get your hands dirty you know so many times if you think about crypto is just another alternative you know asset class like so you know i'm down here in florida you're in the south like you know agriculture is a big part of you know just southern life but it's it's not accessible it's not like anyone can go out there and just start growing sugarcane or wheat or you know but it corn like it's it's not accessible to everybody so i don't get asked all the time about you know agriculture alternative investments right like it's just because it's it's not an easy thing to get connected to i don't get asked about it but crypto is the most accessible thing ever created ever period end of sentence if that's the truth, then your clients are going to be, you know, involved in it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for you to understand that as well. And like you said, you know, get get your hands dirty so that you understand their perspective. You see what they see. You you get to, you know, look at what they're looking at. It's the accessibility piece is what's so fascinating and different. And I think, you know, it, it's the reason why this is the thing you should spend more time on than simply an oil and gas futures, you know, mm-hmm. alternative or fill in the blank with whatever, you know, again, down here in Florida, real estate's a big thing. It, it it's, it's still not nearly as accessible as crypto because it's, it's hundred percent on 24 seven. It's so easy, convenient. It's, it's mobile. It's all those things. And so your clients are very likely to be, you know, connected to it somehow, some way. It's why it needs to have your time and energy. Again, and it, I, I love that. That's, that's what you said. That's what it made me think of. So sorry for my little rant. Oh, no, you're perfectly fine. But again, like you said, it's accessible to everybody. And that's why you should be able to help educate. Again, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be the guy people come to to build out their uh, digital assets, you know, going and by building the things that OnRap has already done. You just, you know, utilize what's already out there because there are things out there that help you understand and help you serve your clients. And if that's, but again, you might turn out to love it. You might just turn a whole new leaf and just be totally a digital asset advisor, which is something <laughs> that's possible because again, there's so much potential out there. And for you to be the person people come to as an quote unquote expert, a financial expert on this who say, okay, he understands how this will affect me in terms of my finances. So let me see how, let me just have a conversation with him, you know, and you have these conversations can uncover a lot more issues that may be going on with the person because maybe they're saying okay well you're looking at digital assets okay what does your ira look like are you prepared for retirement you want to throw your money into this but have you kind of covered all the at least have an emergency fund do you have these things in mm-hmm. place before you go down leap into this and then you can have these conversations and the people already have their trust built in just because you have an understanding of something that's wildly cryptic then you can kind of again find ways to get build businesses around who you are as a person, individual, a planner, advisor, and just being able to be the asset for somebody because now you're that guy. You're their guy. When they hear about yeah. it, like, okay, let me just talk, text my guy, ask him what his ideas are, and then as and people just brag about you at that point because now they'll sound like the geniuses <laughs> in groups because you had that conversation with them. You enlightened them on what a lot of people do not truly understand. And again, it's nothing. You will never lose by learning more. I can't yeah, think of what you're going by learning. Yeah, no, I, I, well said. I think that's that's where we should should end it. That 
awesome little nugget there. Um, Benson, I, I thank you so much for, for joining us today. And again, just for your passion to, to, to serve and to educate and, you know, to continue to experience the things that your clients are going to go through and deal with so that you can be that value added resource. Um, very grateful for, for you being a part of the, the planner DAO and the CDAA, um, especially we're, we're happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. You know, I, I love the opportunity and I love the fact that you all just trust what I'm saying enough to put it to your listeners. And again, I truly appreciate you for that. Hey, and like you've said multiple times, like, look, none of us are experts, right? Like we're, we're real people with, you know, different ideas about how we can use this in our practice to help people around us. And, and that's, again, I think one of the things I've always loved about our community is we, no, no one is pretending to be an expert here, right? We're all growing together. We're all learning together. And if you want to learn more about this space, come to the Planner Dow and have these conversations. Benson will be there to field all your questions. I just, you know, just volunteered you, by the way. And um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're happy to do it. So um, that's, that's it for today for the Crypto for Players podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.